0: this is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 24th, 2021. All things new, a new birth. Oh, yeah. Nothing like new birth. Amen. Amen. I have the privilege of being at the birth of all four of our children. There's nothing like it. Oh, there there
1: is nothing like it. (laughs)
0: Better to be on this end. (laughs) So that's our focus this morning as we
1: continue to talk about all things new, a new birth. So good morning, Connection Church. Thank you so much for joining us. We are honored and blessed that you are here or here today. My name is Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A few things before we get started If you have a middle school or a high school kid, you're not going to want to miss tonight. Bonnie's got um, an hour planned where there are some parents who have prepared something to help all of us. Uh, for instance, um, Fran is gonna be talking about navigating difficult conversations. Uh, Dave Ely, in building intentional relationships. Carlton and Jane have something to share. Katie Carney has something to share. So you are really going to, if you had that middle school or high school kid, you can expect Um, A Zoom link, an email around noon to remind you to sign up and to join us at 7 o'clock. If you're not part of Bonnie's regular email, see me right after church and we will get you connected. Alan, I'm so excited. As I was watching, who's joined us today here and there, there are so many locations It is, I'm just gonna name a few locations. So of course, Middletown, Smyrna, Clayton, Townsend, Dover, Wilmington. um, You know,
0: I hear I'm clapping out there. Yeah,
1: Florida, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Elkton, Galena, Port Penn, Rock Hall, Pennsylvania, Milford, Delaware, Newark, Bear, Maine. I mean, it's, I know this pandemic is just crazy, but it really does help increase the sphere of sharing who Jesus is. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being there. And I'd like to open us up with prayer. God, thank you so much. We are just um, amazed at who you are. And um, thank you. Thank you for bringing us to this point this morning where we can settle in and hear what you would have to say to us through scripture. God, um, open our hearts, open our minds, remove any distractions. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, Alan, it's a way to get a little chatter on Facebook. We got some more people here. Manning, South Carolina, Chesapeake City, and Odessa. So if I didn't name your city, go ahead and let us know.
0: (laughs) There you go. So, we're all here, all wherever you are out there, our scripture this morning comes from the book of 1 Peter that's found in the New Testament, second part of the Bible, part of the Bible that talks about Jesus uh, during his life, before his life, during his life, and after his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. And so, this book, 1 Peter, was written by, guess, good guess, yeah, written by Peter, It's the first of two letters that we have in the Scripture from Peter. It's the same Peter who was a disciple of Jesus Christ. He was the same Peter who who jumped out of the boat and walked on water with Jesus. The same Peter who three times denied even knowing Jesus the night he was arrested, the the night before he was put on the cross. The same Peter who, who then later told Jesus three times, I love you. St. Peter who publicly testified that Jesus was the Savior, that those who were listening were the ones who had crucified him, and that they, those in the crowd, needed to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. That's the Peter who's writing this scripture. Yeah.
1: And so 1 Peter is a letter. Actually, it's the first of two letters from Peter that are included in the New Testament, the second half of the Bible. Now, in this letter... In the first verse, Peter lets us know who he is writing the letter to. Let's take a look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's chosen strangers in the world of the diaspora, who live in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So historically, this term
0: diaspora say diaspora. diaspora. I bet nobody's used that this week, have you? If you've used it this week out there, type in it, I use that this week, diaspora. It's, it's usually used to, to refer to a mass dispersion of people who've been displaced from their home of origin, especially the, the dispersion of the Jews, okay? Peter is writing to the Jews, the converted Jews, the Christ-following Jews, who are now scattered in living places beyond Palestine. This isn't the Babylonian exile. This is more likely dispersed because the emperor Claudius, the Roman emperor, really was not a fan of Jesus' followers. And so was, you know, get out of town for 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 your safety, you know.
1: And so Peter is writing to God's chosen strangers. That's what it says. God's chosen strangers. Now the Greek word translator, translated as strangers is parapodemos. Did I say that right? Parapodemos. I practiced that one, and that <laughs> means exiles or even aliens.
0: That's a good word to have in your hip pocket. That's by the way. right. Parapodemos.
1: So these people were really far from home. They were visitors. They were not citizens. They were visitors in a foreign place. Peter tells these people that they were chosen by God to be there. They're not there by chance. They're there for a purpose, God's purpose. And so in verse 2, Peter follows up on this.
0: He says this, God the Father chose you because of what he knew beforehand. He chose you through the Holy Spirit's work of making you holy, and because of the faithful obedience and sacrifice of Jesus Christ, may God's grace and peace be multiplied to you. God is omniscient. That means God is all-knowing. shunt, shunt means knowing, all-knowing. God knows all things, just not in the present, but in the future. And so Peter is telling those he's writing this letter to that God knew beforehand that they were the right people for this time, this place, for God's plan. Peter tells them that God has chosen them to go outside of their comfort zone, to be exiles, aliens in a strange land, in order to be his witnesses to those foreign people, people foreign to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so God has placed these Christ followers where they are so that God's grace and peace might be multiplied to them, and I think multiplied through them, thanks to the Holy Spirit's work of making them holy. Holy means set apart for God's work. And because of their faithful obedience and because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Wow.
1: And they probably wondered why God had such a high opinion of them. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Sometimes I hear that from, you know, wow, God really thinks I can handle this? Hmm. <laughs> well, Peter continues in verse 3, May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be blessed. On account of his vast mercy, he has given us, what comes next, new birth. Absolutely, new birth. Peter reminds these uh, believers who are living in, in exile of the gift that they've been given by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. New birth, new birth. We're not talking about some minor changes, some insignificant adjustments, some temporary alterations. We are talking about a whole new beginning, a clean slate, a fresh start. Wow, a new birth. We're reminded here of the previous conversation that Jesus had with a guy named Nicodemus. Have you heard of Nicodemus? It's, he was a Jewish leader. We read about Nicodemus, um, most notably in John chapter 3, where Jesus told Nicodemus that unless someone is born anew, born from above, it's not possible for them to see God's kingdom. Now, Nicodemus was a little bit slow on this one, wondering how someone could re enter a mother's womb. Like, well, how does that happen? He says. And Jesus tells him that he's not talking about a rebirth in the flesh, but a rebirth in the spirit. And that's what we get to participate in a rebirth in the spirit, a new beginning in our relationship with Jesus. A birth that begins with a life focused not on oneself and on earthly things, but a life focused on God <clears throat> and the kingdom, the world that God desires. It's a new beginning, a, a new life, a new birth.
0: And we continue 1 Peter 1.3. This, by the way, is the common English Bible is a version we're using today you have been born anew into a living hope. Say living hope.
1: Living hope. Living
0: hope. Yeah. Living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So there it is. Right there it is. Peter's reason for writing this letter in a nutshell. It's a letter of hope. A letter of hope. A letter of hope for this population living so far from home, living so far from what they're used to, uh, from what they're comfortable with, what they're accustomed to. So Peter is talking hope to these people who find themselves, I'm sure at times, feeling kind of hopeless, right? Yeah, hope, a living hope is theirs, She tells them, because of a new birth, a new birth.
1: Hope, hope, an optimistic expectation, an attitude, a positive attitude of what's going to come. So my all-time favorite devotion that I've ever done is called New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. And a lot of you have, um, have that devotion too, and you've read it. But When we were preparing for this, I was reading January 20th, which was Wednesday, and it's like, wow, God, you are right on time. Go
0: figure that. Go
1: figure that. And so Trip wrote this in, in my devotion. You and I are on a constant quest for hope. We all want a reason to get up in the morning and motivation to continue. Here are some things you have to know about hope. Number one,
0: God wired, hardwired human beings for hope. We don't live by instinct. We all find our identity, meaning, purpose, inner sense of well-being in something. That's what we hope for.
1: Number two, what you place your hope in will set the direction of your life. Think about that. What you place your hope in will set the direction of your life.
0: Mm. Number three, hope always includes an expectation and an object. I'm hoping for something. I'm hoping that someone or
1: something will deliver it. Number four, hope to be hope has to fix what is broken.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. That one's loaded, isn't it? Yeah. Got to fix what's broken. And, And number five. You always preach to yourself a gospel of some kind of hope. You always preach to yourself some kind, uh, a gospel of some kind of hope. Yeah.
1: And so Tripp goes on to share that hope, true hope, is not a situation, it's not a location, it's not a possession, it's not an experience. It is more than insight, it is more than truism. And pure and simple hope is in a person, and we know that person. His name is Jesus. Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus.
0: So 2,000 years ago, that's exactly what Peter was telling the exiled believers in this letter. Their hope comes from the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, when death is no longer the end... When, when death is no longer the victor, when death is a point of transition to a, a greater life than we had before, we can be filled with the hope of a new and brighter future, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. When we have new birth in Jesus Christ, the one who died and came back three days later, the one who brings life and brings it to the fullest, when we are reborn in Jesus Christ, well, <laughs> There it is. All things are possible. All things are possible. And hope springs eternal. Hope springs eternal. It's in Jesus and Jesus alone. Let me say that again. It's in Jesus and Jesus alone where we find our true eternal hope.
1: You know, today, we aren't exactly aliens in this world in which we're living, but yet in some ways, we certainly are strangers. Right now, things are so far from ordinary, far from what we're used to. You know, I pass people that I know and I don't recognize them and I know that's true for you too and everything just feels pretty messed up and it's isolating and we feel alienated because of this pandemic and but my hope, you know, we're talking about hope is I got my vaccine and uh, because I was working as a nurse to help with vaccines, it's the only way I got it, but I'm thankful for it. And I am hopeful for us to be able to be able to reach out that, you know, my hope, but my hope is ultimately in Jesus. But don't we have a glimmer of hope out there right now? Just a little bit. Yeah even the possibilities though that the vaccine brings our lives will never be just the way it was before this whole thing happened
0: mm. you know the country we're living in is more divided than it has been in a really long time i think we could all or at least most of us, probably agree on that and very strong opinions and outlooks on both sides and a change of leadership took place this week with a promise of unity and whether we favor that change or not it's going to be some time before unity is established, reestablished, before division is healed, before business as usual is restored, whatever business as usual looks like in the future. In addition, we have a lot of racial tension, social unrest, a lot of difference of opinion and division. We encourage your prayers for the future of this country on so many fronts. We encourage that.
1: And all that being said, we do find ourselves in the midst of uncertainty, of challenge, maybe even some fear, some days. And we find ourselves in a a strange place, aliens, if you will, even if we haven't changed our home address. So Peter's letter, then, this letter that of God's chosen strangers in the world of the diaspora is a letter to you and to me as well. The Bible is relevant today. Oh, so relevant. This letter of hope reminds us that that our hope, our true hope, our ultimate hope, does not come in the form of the vaccine, does not come in the form of a political promise of change, does not come in the form of social upheaval and unrest. Even though all this stuff is super important, and helpful and can bring about change our hope our true hope our real hope our ultimate hope for things not temporary but eternal is found in the person of Jesus Christ his death his resurrection he gives us new birth into a living hope We're reminded of that classic hymn that it was written way back in 1836. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Some of you might know this. Can you help me out a little bit? (laughs) On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand.
0: We got a choir in here. (laughs) All other ground is sinking sand. It's Christ and Christ alone where we find our place of trust, our hope, our future. Christ in Christ alone is the one who gives us rebirth, a new beginning, new possibilities, a future that stretches far, far, far forever before us through eternity. And eternity is a really long time, let me tell you. That's where we're placing our hope. How about you? How about you?
1: Hey, I just want to give a ch- shout out to our friend Chetna, in India. Hey, Chetna, we're bound together in Christ and we love you guys. Yeah, we did. We did. All right. Peter continues in 1 Peter 4 through 6. You have a pure and enduring inheritance that cannot perish, an inheritance that is presently kept safe in heaven for you. Through his faithfulness, you are guarded by God's power so that you can receive the salvation he is ready to reveal in the last time. Mm. You now rejoice in this hope, even if it's necessary for you to be distressed for a short time by various trials.
0: Mm. This new, ver- new birth then brings a pure and enduring inheritance, an inheritance that's eternal. And we call that salvation. Salvation. Keep in mind as you face, keep that in mind as you face the short-term earthly trials that are ahead, and there will always be short-term earthly trials. Jesus said that. (laughs) He said that. There will always be short-term earthly trials ahead. They won't be magically swept away, but always remember they are temporary. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it because it can be years, but in terms of eternity, they are temporary. They won't last, guaranteed. They will not last. At some point, they will come to an end. But this new birth in Jesus Christ, this this inheritance into salvation is forever. It's forever.
1: So we usually end with a question. You know what the question is, if you've been here for any period of time? What about you? (laughs) What about you? Where does your hope lie? Is it temporary or is it eternal? Is it in the here and now or is it in the there and then? Do you place your hope in people and things? Or is your hope built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness? Friends, I know times are tough. I know there's disappointment after disappointment. I know that we've lost people we care about and love. I know that jobs are gone and incomes are crazy and there's all kinds of stuff. But the only thing we really have to cling on that is always and forever, that will never leave, does not come and go is Jesus Christ. Are you ready to be reborn? into the new life that Jesus offers. I know we make that one statement of yes in the very beginning of our, yes, Lord, I'm sold out to you. Yes, Lord, you, can, you are my Lord and Savior. But every day I wake up and recommit my life because you never know what's going to come and blindside you. And it's like, okay, on Christ the solid rock, I choose to stand today. It's all we got today. So we hope that this letter in First Peter is an encouragement to you that gives you hope in, in the one true God who loved you so much to go the distance, who cares, who never leaves and forsakes you, who offers each one of us promise after promise after promise in the Bible. Open your Bibles and read. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and life. I am the good shepherd. I will never leave you and forsake you. They go on and on. He is our hope. That's the good news of the scripture. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, thank you so much that you are the hope of the world. You are our living hope. And some days, God, it is just hard to wake up in the morning because we're not sure what we're going to face, or we've had such disappointment, or we're in the middle of some really tough stuff. But Lord, help us keep our eyes focused upward toward you, or in our Bibles reading, so that we can have a holy encounter with you. Thank you, God, for bringing us here today uh, on site we're in our homes wherever we are all across the world and we're grateful lord we're grateful to be together and to be the community of faith called connection community church we pray all this in the name of the one true god father son and holy spirit and everybody agreed and said amen
0: thank you for joining us for our podcast